Travis and Slee was brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. Kirk Morrison filling in for Travis Rogers. Kirk and Travis have the uh, Rams preseason game coming up tomorrow. Kirk, oh, you also yeah. doing your uh, your show in the uh, morning after Clapper, your football show? No, we, we, it was only t- uh, off season. Okay. Um, but, yes, I know that the, the fan Gridiron base Weekly. of L.A. Gridiron Weekly, uh, we, we got something in the works, though. We're going we gonna to bring it back because it was all football talk, L.A. football, all your opinions. And, Were you just uh, in heaven doing those shows? Oh, my God, it was How great. How great is that? It, it was great because I was able to uh, tap in also to UCLA, USC. Mm. You know, that's, yep. um, you know, it's going to be big. Chip Kelly, year four coming up. And so uh, I'm excited. I got the uh, Hawaii at UCLA coming up. There you uh, go. In a couple weeks, I'll be broadcasting that one on ESPN. So Rose Bowl, I'll be back in the Rose Bowl again. So it'll be fun, man. I can't wait for college football this season. Just football in general. Alan, before we move on, I do have a bonus Ask Slee. Okay, what do you got over But there? it's actually an Ask Emily. So yes. <laughs> it was uh, from Francis and Glendale. He asked, did Emily get Kirk's Scantron reference earlier in the show when he referenced like D on the Scantron? Yes. I am not a baby. I had to I had to take the SATs. It was on a Scantron. Like I I have used a Scantron before. I'm not I'm not totally. How, how many times I don't know if you guys did this. How many times I walk in with the wrong Scantron? Can we all not just have the same Scantron back in the day? I'm like, which one? Which How one? Well, I mean, you walk in without a I mean, there's only those. two That's kind of Scantrons, aren't there? There's an essay form, and then there's a regular one with the yeah. questions, right? With the A, B, C, D, right? I barely remember, to be honest yeah. with you. I barely well, remember. Well, you do remember number two pencil, right? Right. Number two pencil, that's... And you had to have uh, multiple number two pencils. But also, does anybody ever seen a non-number two pencil ever? Uh, I kind of did, but I think it was... Probably by accident by the It was teacher. in the black market. Yeah, like, how many times did you ever nobody else on, was supposed to see. How many times did you ever like look to the right on a Scantron and they had like three or four answers and you looked at yours and you had totally different answers, but you trusted their work way more than yours? Yeah. Or that's, was that just me? No. How, copying how about people's this? answers? <laughs> copying Kirk, people's answers? Kirk, how about this? When, when I'm somebody, just asking. <laughs> when somebody starts like wrapping up their test, I'm like, I'm 15% into my test right now. You're done? What do you mean you're done? How's the, that possible? The thing was, I was always the person that was like the first one done. I found it like a, that was a big pride oh, so in myself. So you were the one. So you yeah, were the one. I was putting the, the pressure on everyone else racket. in the room. You were the one making all that racket and walking up. And I was second guessing every answer, and all, I had three answers that all looked good. Three answers I couldn't yeah. narrow it down. No, the key to be is the second person to finish the test because you let the first person go and you just you know A B C D A B C D the rest right. of the test, and then you go back up and finish the test, whatever. Yeah. All right, Ooh. so uh, for oh, was that was that Francis and Glendale? Yes, yeah, Fra- Emily. Francis and Glendale does yeah. know. Well, I had what one more bonus one too. One more bonus one too as well. What do you got? Emily, Emily wanted me to get one more bonus one, so this was a, a pretty good one. I didn't get the name on it here, but it's Alan is a ask Slee because Slee's got some swag. But Slee, are you a crew neck or V neck guy? Uh, this one's a very easy one. I'm a crew neck guy. Oh, I don't wow. do the V neck. You don't, yeah, do, I don't the do the V neck. No. Why not? No, it was just, you just it's too much. You just you don't want to give them none of them chest hairs or what? It I mean, doesn't, I don't... <laughs> it doesn't. It's a it's a fair question. Doesn't sit like I don't know. It's some. I look. I feel weird. You know, okay. you cut. You'll look in the mirror and you'll just be like, okay, yeah, good to go. Let's go out. If I put on a uh, Travis and I talk about this, where when people can put turtlenecks on, bro, yes. can, can you do a turtleneck? Um, no, I can't do the turtle. Now, when I play football, I, can't I can breathe. wear a mock neck. I can't I wear breathe the mock. Yeah, I'm not going to do a full turtle. I'll do a mock. Like, give me a little half, like three, like, you know, halfway, quarter, yeah. two, uh, halfway. But I'm not giving you a full full turtle. Travis does a turtle V-neck. I don't know if you've heard of that. We just <laughs> created it. We just came up with it. I don't know if anybody has that. Evelyn, like you, go. Got a, you got the keyhole that has the V, but your neck is covered. So it's modest, but also Evelyn, showing something. go on Amazon, see if anybody's created that. If they haven't, we got some work to do after the show. Okay, so we got to get into this. Um, we spent a little time on Kawhi's extension. So Kawhi Leonard, obviously, four-year maximum contract with the Clippers, $176 million. So when we talk about Clippers are set up for the next four years, I want to make sure that people understand what I'm talking about. What I'm referring to is this. Next season, nobody's expecting the Clippers to go win an NBA championship. 
depending on what happens with Kawhi Leonard, but if the guy is out and he obviously can't go in the playoffs and everything else, then Clippers will have a ceiling, and that ceiling is going to be maybe on the same level as a four or five other teams in the Western Conference. But I think the more interesting thing is what happens after that. Lakers, over these next two years with Russell Westbrook, LeBron James, and Anthony Davis, Kirk, whether you like it or you don't, the expectations from Laker fans and that front office and Rob Palenka and Anthony Davis and LeBron James is we got to get one more chip. Let's get one more chip in LeBron's career uh, before his contract ends, and, and we'll see how many more years LeBron plays for, but he's coming into his 19th season. Where it becomes interesting is big picture for the Lakers versus big picture for the Clippers. Right Today, there's a lot more clarity on the Clippers' big picture than there is with the Lakers' big picture. And and that's – listen, that's okay. It's it's I've been saying this for a while. Lakers got to go all in every year with LeBron James because, you know, you got to put all your eggs in the basket. And if you end up winning a chip or you don't, at least you gave it every shot that you can. But big picture for the Clippers, they have a four-year window where the Lakers' window is obviously much different. They'll have to retool everything after LeBron leaves. I kind of find it fascinating that the Clippers – have more of a long-term plan right now than the Lakers do, but the Lakers can walk away in the next year, two years, with another championship. Yeah, but the concern for me, and I think Laker fans, is that you don't have a plan in place for when it's time for LeBron to have to move on. Because eventually it is going to happen. And we saw it when Kobe retired, right? We saw it when Kobe retired, that L.A. was trying to find that next They didn't star. really have a plan for they didn't when have Kobe plan. was when he was still playing, right? Yeah. Like those last couple of years, it was let's pay Kobe that money. Let's give Correct. him that contract. Let's do the farewell tour. And then let's just try to stock. Maybe that was the plan. Stockpile as many picks and young assets as you can to eventually trade. Is that? Is, but the Lakers don't have first-round picks anymore, right? Think about no, it. No, those, 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 those are all gone, gone with the Anthony Davis. Yep. So think about it. What, what What's going to be the plan? Because the previous plan was we're going to use our draft picks. We're going to have the Ingrams and Balls and, you know, the, the you know Julius Randles. Remember all the guys who you were going to draft and develop? Those guys aren't here anymore. So I've seen what that looks like for the Lakers. And guess what? Didn't work out. Mm-hmm. They had to go out and get the king, which, hey, look, delivered a championship, rightfully so. They went and got Anthony Davis. But – in two years, you could be scratching your head saying we could be right back in that same situation where we missed in the playoffs. What was it seven seasons in a row? How many, how many years seasons. in a row? Seven seasons seven in years. a row. Felt like 39. Yeah. Yes. But think about it. Because there won't be, unless you go out and get a true, true, true superstar. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and by that time, it could be someone out there and that could want to. I think but I know the Lakers' plan. You think, I, I, You could know, Allen. But right now, I'm saying their their plan. I don't I don't know what their plan is. It's but a short term plan, right? Right it's, now, it's it's very much a. You're right, Kirk. Like it is. Hey, we got this nervous. much money. We got this much money in our bank account, and we know it's good for up to this amount of time. But we're not sure what happens after this date. And, and can let me give you what I think the Lakers' game plan is long term. Okay. Over the next two years, short term is can you squeeze one more championship out of the roster you have? And by the way, that's very realistic. That's correct. It's I like Russell that. Westbrook, LeBron James, Anthony Davis. That's your yes. short term plan. Correct. I agree. In two in two years, LeBron's contract is done. Yes. Russell Westbrook's contract will be done as well. Correct. By the way, he's making ninety one million dollars over the next two years. <laughs> I'm not counting his money, but yeah. damn, that's that's a nice that's life a right great, there, Kirk. Yes. <laughs> um so in two years you're gonna lose two of your three stars. And, yes. it, you know, the, the LeBron portion of it, maybe he hangs it up. Maybe he doesn't. We'll, we'll see what he eventually does. I think their game plan after two years, you don't have to completely hit the reset button. Because, Kirk, you already got Anthony Davis under contract. The question's going to become, I know you're shaking your head here, but it just here's the main thing to pay attention to with, with Anthony Davis. Is AD right now, if I told you, AD is going to carry this franchise, he's going to grab the torch, and he's going to carry the Lakers in the future. Would you feel confident about that or no? Hell no. I wouldn't feel confident about it either, just just so you know. I don't feel confident in 2021 that he can carry the torch. So let alone two more years of wear and tear on Anthony Davis, like to me, I I just, I don't see it. And then for him to have to carry that torch, Allen, I'm just, I would be nervous as a Lakers fan that my franchise will be on the back of 
Anthony Davis. We're talking about competing for championships. Yep. If LeBron walks away, this team is not a true contender. Sure. If LeBron walks away, the Lakers are a six through eight seed or six through eleven. Let's just be honest. Let's be the way that the West is is kind of shaping up with the youth that's kind of you know Luca's not going anywhere, mm-hmm. right? Dan, we'll Only going to get better. Dan, yeah. Clippers like are West, building for the next four years. Devin uh, Booker, like mm-hmm. I'm just looking at the West. We look at Utah's not going anywhere. Denver sure. will get Jamal Murray back. Like mm-hmm. I'm looking at the West, and I'm saying in two years. Because yep. I think that the window the window is two years. Let's be honest, Alan. Can, can, I, can, I, be, can I be real with you to be sure. completely honest? I think yeah. the window is one year because Ooh. we just don't know. Correct. You know, when I say Kirk is when LeBron was just coming to the Lakers, if you'd have told me they would be three years into his stint with the Lakers and he's still going the way he is where the conversation about MVP, I'm like, damn, how the hell is he still doing that? That's what I would have said three years ago. So I almost don't even look two years down the road. I just look at this upcoming season. Let's see what happens. I do think this two-year window gives him a chance to go win one more championship. But when I say I know the, the, the big picture for the Lakers, you and I both agreed that Anthony Davis big picture, you don't feel comfortable that that guy's going to go lead the Lakers. But that's not the plan. The plan would be AD is one of your franchise players. You got to obviously go get somebody the same caliber, if not better, than Anthony Davis if you're going to be competing for chips after that. And and so I'm agreeing with you with your point that no, I don't feel good if AD is your star and that's it because you did get to see some of that in New Orleans and so forth. But I think, and and no one can win by themselves, so it's not just on Anthony Davis, it's nobody. But I'm just going to throw out some names here, and I'm not saying these guys would be coming or anything like that. But you're going to have so much money free in the books if you're the Mm -hmm. Lakers, right, without LeBron's contract, without Russ's contract. Guys, like, it would have to be the equivalent of what Dame Lillard is. It'd have to be the equivalent of you're going to need another superstar that would want to come play for the Lakers. And, and you know, when I when I look long-term for the Lake Show, here's what's happening. Brooklyn probably will re-sign Kyrie and James Harden to long-term deals with right. Kevin Durant, which means that squad's not going anywhere for the next three, four years. And when we make the comparison about the Clippers and we talk about um, Kawhi and PG – I don't think it's going to be just Kawhi and PG over the next four years. As in, I think they'll continue to add pieces yeah. that puts them in a position where they can win a championship they need or a compete third guy. for one. They, they need a third guy. They do. They, they need a third guy, and I think the Clippers will get a third guy, maybe even next year, just depending on what the money looks like. But, again, the way we started the segment, you asked me, was I nervous for Lakers fans? I, I would be nervous for them. I would be. Because I know that this probably may be our best season. The way that it's geared up, the way that you've put this team together, the way that you're the all bench in. looks, yep. you, you have to. You're, you're all the. You way. looked at your you cards. You looked all, all your cards, and you I mean, said, "It is what it is." I saw it with the Rams. which I think is the right, which is, I think is the right strategy. I but. saw it with the Rams two years ago, and we mm-hmm. knew it. They went all in. They went, you know, made trades for Brandon Cooks and. They had the you know they gave Todd Gurley the deal. They got Dante Fowler, Aaron. I mean, the the Rams went all in. They made it to a Super Bowl. They didn't win it, and then the window sort of closed. And now they're hoping that Matthew Stafford opens that window again. With LeBron James, you got the one championship, but obviously it was a bubble championship because when you wanted to repeat, this team ran out of gas. It ran out of steam. That's why I think this year was so important. Because it puts the last couple of years in perspective. Is this truly the team that we thought they were going to be when they first got together? This is the team that has now been built. And is this truly a LeBron team? Or could we actually see a torch be passed to Anthony Davis that would actually make me less nervous? Mm-hmm. Right? Because if it's going to be LeBron all year long with more Russell Westbrook and less Anthony Davis... Then I'm really saying, you well, know it can't what? be. Yeah, yeah, no, and, and it can't be. And if that's the case, Lakers, uh, it, it, AD's got to be everything for the Lake Show this upcoming. Year. Kirk, let's take one quick call here. JD and Copton. JD, uh, appreciate you calling in. You're on with uh, Allen and uh, Kirk. Okay, Kirk, you can go ahead and be nervous for the Lakers fans because we not nervous because you saying right now Kawhi just got ACL surgery. And their future is brighter. That makes no sense. The Lakers 
just got a new superstar. Our future is brighter because we're looking for championship number 18. We just need one more in those four years. The Clippers just better hope that Kawhi is still here in four years with his opt-out. J.D., let me me jump in. Go ahead, Kirk. Go go, give your opinion. Yep. I'm going to say this. We've all, a lot of us, have been to, graduated from high school, college, right? It's usually about a four-year degree, right? Takes you about four years. Same in high school. Would you rather go to high school and have to finish in two, or would you rather go to high school and have to finish in four? That's what I'm looking at with the Clippers mm-hmm. is that, hey, welcome to high school. You've got four years to get this thing done. And maybe you can get multiple within the four years. With the Lakers, you're in an accelerated course. Yep. You're in an accelerated master's, brother. You don't got four years. Mm-hmm. You got two. And you better hope there ain't no hiccups. You better hope you don't fail in this test or you miss an assignment or you do the. You have to get it done in two years. You got the accelerated course. You're not the. You're not the slow. This isn't. Uh, what is There's it? No margin for error. Yeah. What is it? Was mm-hmm. it Van Wilder? That the guy who was in school for like six yeah, years. That's right. <laughs> yeah. It ain't no Van Wilder for the Lakers, brother. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. You are in an accelerated course where you have to have action and things happen right away. There is no. Let's wait for next year. Yeah, Kawhi is not going to be ready fully this season. That's why it's a four-year window. With the Lakers, it's not. All right, the 2021 MLS All-Star action comes to Los Angeles August 24th and August 25th at Bank of California Stadium. We're giving away tickets all this week. Call 877-710-ESPN. Caller number 15 wins a four-pack of tickets to the All-Star Skill Challenge presented by AT&T 5G+. You'll qualify for the grand prize. Listen to this grand prize. Four tickets to the 2021 MLS All-Star Game presented by Target. Watch the best of MLS and Liga MX face-off. Four tickets to the MLS All-Star Concert presented by Heineken. Four MLS All-Star jerseys. Grand prize winner announced later in the show. Tickets on sale at MLSsoccer.com slash All-Star. Coming up next, Kirk, what do Jared Goff, Anthony Lynn, former coach of the Chargers, and Kyle Kuzma have in common? We'll tell you about that coming up next. Plus 1030, the Los Angeles Dodgers still five games back of the San Francisco Giants. Stay right here. This is the Travis and Sliwa Show on 710 ESPN. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance at Progressive. They're making things even easier. They'll help you bundle your home and car insurance together so you can save on both. Learn more at Progressive.com or 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. Kirk, I just want to finish one more point. We were talking about the Lakers and the Clippers. Um you know, one of the things that the Lakers obviously have an incredible advantage of, it's an attractive destination. When things Correct. are going, people want to come play for the Los Angeles Lakers, and that's, I think, what they're going to be banking on two years from now if Anthony Davis, obviously, with the Los Angeles Lakers, the the ability to attract another star is much easier than some of these other markets when things are going right. So that's going to obviously be something that they're going to bank on. Um, okay, I want to get into some because there, there's an interesting article here. By the way, Factor Cap uh, coming up at 10.30, 10.40. We'll be talking Los Angeles Dodgers, uh, Dodgers baseball. There's an interesting article by Sam Farmer in the LA Times. Jared Goff and Anthony Lynn discarded by LA find common cause in Detroit. Kirk, I know you got a chance to read this, and I know you want to make kind of some um, – uh, obviously these are, are two individuals that had high hopes, high expectations at some point, whether it's Anthony Lynn as a coach of the Chargers, Jared Goff's a quarterback of the Rams – had high hopes here in L.A., and now they both find themselves in Detroit kind of trying to prove themselves. Tell me your relation here, because I, I think you, you're bringing in an interesting comp here using Kyle Kuzma as well. Yeah, because I was reading the article and thinking about Jared Goff and Anthony Lynn, both guys were jettisoned from Los Angeles, if you think about it, right? Like Anthony Lynn, former head coach of the Los Angeles Chargers, now the offensive coordinator with the Detroit Lions. Jared Goff, we know the former number one overall pick, for the Los Angeles Rams when they first returned back in 2016. Yep. Traded from Matthew Stafford to Detroit. 
And so we want to see how they, how are they when they go to Detroit? And then also too, do you, do you root for them? Like, do you root for Jared Goff? Like, I want to know how to do Rams fans out there. Do you root for Jared Goff? Because he did lead you to a Super Bowl. Now they didn't win, but he led you to a Super Bowl, had some pretty good seasons, some Pro Bowl seasons with the Rams, but he'll be in Detroit. It's not a division rival. Sure. Now, there's the no, yeah, yeah, there's no relation so there. There is no, there is no relation. There is no where you, you kind of step back and be like, oh, you want to boo him. But you want to see what kind of player will he be outside of Los Angeles? Mm-hmm. What kind of coach will Anthony Lynn be outside of Los Angeles where he's not under the Charger umbrella? And we know the stigmas that come with the Chargers over the last couple of years and them not being able to finish and losing close games. Recycling so, coaches, is sure. All of that. Mm-hmm. So for me, I'm always trying to dig deeper. I'm always trying to find other scenarios. And I said, man, this cannot just be just put or just all about football. Because I thought about Kyle Kuzma with the Lakers. And so I was thinking about what would Laker fans think uh, or what do they think about Kyle Kuzma, who's now a Washington wizard. Because I watched, because as I was reading the article, when I got back, I looked at like, the Spencer Dinwiddie, I looked at sure. uh, the, the, all the guys in the Washington Wizards uniform, and I was like, Montrez Harrell. Montrez Harrell. It just like it just didn't look right. You know sure. what I mean? Casey yeah, Kuz looked a, very weird in a in a Wizards weird. uniform. And so it just got me all to thinking, like, how do you how will you view these guys? How do you see these? Like, will Laker fans cheer for Kyle Kuzma? Because the expectation for Kuz, and you know this, Alan. That's why I'm kind of putting this question on you. The expectation for Kuzma was to be that. That that third player, that big three, supposed to be Anthony Davis, LeBron James, Kyle Kuzma. That's what it was centered around. He was the only young player, right, of the young core. Remember that Lakers young core? Sure. He was the sole survivor. Everybody else, they was gone. Julius was gone. Brandon was gone. Lonzo was gone. Josh Hart was gone. Kuz was the last, we always, we call it the LMS, last man standing. He was the LMS. Now, that's another term for a college in San Diego State when you're the last guy in the bar trying to, you know. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, but but Kuz was the last man standing, though. Okay, here, so here's my question. Here. That's why I want to present to you in the same way is will we cheer for Jared Goff? Will we cheer for Anthony Lamb? But most importantly, for I think for Laker fans, do you cheer for Kyle Kuzma? And what happens with him in his career is if he flames, if yeah. he's successful, how do you see it coming from where he once was as a Laker and never truly panning out and being, I think, the guy that we expected as the last man standing? So is if I said, was Jared Goff likable, you think, to Rams fans? I think, how, how, would you, how would you describe that? Oh, man, that's a good question. Because I have an angle yeah. why I'm asking the question. Because when uh, you say, are you going – well, certain fans root for certain players that God. were rocking, representing LA at one point, now representing a different city. What was he? Was he likable? Wow, I think he was likable. Mm-hmm. I mean, he started in a bad situation with a coach. McVay kind of worked him, uh, you know, got him together. Had a couple Pro Bowl seasons, but I think when you think of like in terms of like the like overall grasp of, of catch of grabbing the LA fan base, not just the Rams family, but LA fan base. I think he never, he didn't hit the mark in that aspect of it. Mm-hmm. And really everybody like, wow, that's our guy. It was just like, Oh, he's the quarterback of our football team, but he's not necessarily our guy. So th- this is how I would describe Jared Goff. My, my interpretation would be this. Yeah. He's a quarterback for the Rams. Um, a lot of times when you talk about him, you're talking about something he did negative, something that did not help the team. And then, you know, since he left, it was, well, that was the reason why we couldn't win. So now Stafford, he's going to come in here and he's going to save the front, not save the front, take him to the next level, whatever the case is. That's my viewpoint on Jared Goff. So I would say more than anything else, probably more of a negative connotation, not him as a person, but just as he was as a player. Kuzma. Let me use Kuz as an example. Please. You know, I, I, I had this opportunity, right? I'm doing the post-game show. So I get listener reactions right after games. Kyle Kuzma was one of the most polarizing figures on the Lakers. How can somebody be that polarizing who's really not that impactful in a game? So a lot of the times we would talk about Kyle Kuzma, the conversation would be, again, something negative, not living up to the expectations, whether those expectations were fair or they weren't. So when you say... Will Laker fans cheer for Kuzma while he's gone, or will Rams fans cheer for Jared Goff now that he's in Detroit? 
I'll answer this on the Kuzma part. I will probably cheer for Kuz because I think Kuz had the right right intention for the Lakers. I think Kuz was somebody that really was trying to help the franchise. Just wasn't good enough. Or the predicament or the situation wasn't good enough. But there's other former Lakers, I'll give as an example, I didn't care for D'Angelo Russell. I didn't care. Whatever yeah. D'Angelo does, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't care. Jordan Clarkson, when I see him come off the bench for the Utah Jazz yeah. and win sixth man of the year, I'm like, that's kind of cool. You know, like yeah. Clarkson was – there's certain players, depending on how their career went with your team, or the, they're not a threat team. to your team. There was no expectation for Clarkson. Mm-hmm. Think about it. We're talking about expectations. Where Kuz's expectations were compared to Clarkson – or even Russell. That's why I think Laker fans, they booed D'Angelo Russell. They, they could care less about like sure. They're not cheering for D'Angelo Russell. Mm-hmm. Like, when they see him, they, they, they'll probably boo him when he gets the basketball because he never really fit into the culture. He never really fit into what it meant to be a Laker. That was but I think actually- they cheer for B.I. I think they cheer for Ingram. I think there's certain guys that Correct. they cheer for. Mm-hmm. I think with Ingram, it's totally different again. The expectation was for him to be at the top. And you saw that it was a slow trajectory, but you knew he was going to get there at some point. They just the Laker fans were like, "We just can't wait. Like, we need you right now to be that. Like, sure. we can't, we can't sure. wait two more years. Like, mm-hmm. Bi, can you do this today?" And he's mm-hmm. like, "No, no, no. Give me a year, two more years, and I got you." And so I think Laker fans realize that we are always going to love you because we know the trajectory that you are on. We just ain't got no time to wait, bro. Like, sure. we're going to get this king real quick. Sure. The king going to come in. We're going to win a championship. We're going to cheer for you. And I think that's where it is. The Kuzma expectation was that he was going to be part of this ascension of where the Lakers are right now, and he never has been there. And he, I mean, he never, never lived up to there. it. Yeah. He never lived up to it. So I well, think you – I don't know. I don't know if you necessarily – I think you cheer for him, but – if he is not the guy that you, you know, if he doesn't have a successful start to his career in Washington or a successful season, mm-hmm. he's not necessarily putting up all-star type numbers. I think people would just be like, yep, yeah, we, 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 we kind of missed that one. I, I think it's going to be just like the post-game show. One caller would say that Kuz has got the greatest potential in the world. The next caller would say that the guy just can't make it happen. I think that probably how it'll be how uh, Laker fans end up cheering for Kuz. Okay, we got fact or cap coming up next. Kirk, just just so I know, where's your TikTok game at? Like how how um, how much of uh, your life is entrenched in TikTok? Because I'm arguably one of the best TikTokers out there, which is why we do fact or cap. And uh, just tell me, is it is it solid or no? No, not not solid. I, I've, yeah. I've I've dabbled into the TikTok. You yeah. can follow me on TikTok uh-huh. at, at Mr. Kirk Morrison. So like my Twitter handle, but just put the yeah. MR in front. So Mr. Kirk Morrison. I need to get uh, a lot more into it. People yeah, say I don't I need have to be a more account. engaging. I definitely um, don't have a TikTok account. I may do a lot more with you know with Rams this year, like you know with the NFL stuff and college football. I may do that. I guess it is appealing to folks. So we'll see. I may I may throw a little TikTok out uh, yeah. this weekend. We'll see. Yeah, I'm uh I'm TikTok for me would be the equivalent of getting preseason snaps tomorrow that is just <laughs> you're not going to make the roster. Uh factor cap coming up next 10:40. We'll talk Dodgers baseball. We'll talk about why the Dodgers cannot figure out as good as a team as they are. How are they not clutch enough to win more of these one-run games? Alan Sleewa, Kirk Morrison, Travis and Sleewa show on 710 ESPN. Travis and Slee was brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. Uh, Kirk, one thing here. So Mason texted me. Steve Mason says, I think he's a good guy. He's talking about Jared Goff. Brought a lot of cool moments. He'll cheer for him, except on October 24th when it's the ah. Lions at the Rams. <laughs> okay. So uh, that that's actually a good perspective because someone as big of a fan as – uh, you know, Mason is for the Rams. There is some curiosity. I'm sure there's a lot of curiosity if Laker fans will cheer for Coos or some of these guys that you were mentioned. All right, it's now time for Fact or Cap. All right, guys, you ready for another game of Fact or Cap? Oh, yeah, I'm ready. One Let's sec, go. let me let me close my TikTok real quick. Give me just one second. <laughs> okay, we're good. we're good. It's addicting, it's addicting. Um, so, again, I'm just going to give a statement, and you guys say whether or not it's Fact or Cap. All right, so, Kirk, you're up first. Soft pretzels are the best bar food. Fact or cap? Uh, Best bar food, soft pretzels. I'm going to go fact. Fact. Yeah, I'm going to go fact. Um, But you have to have that little, uh, that bar cheese as well, though. Right? You know, like the, the pretzel with the cheese that comes with it? 
That's like a pure. That's a pub food. I, I've mm-hmm. done that before at the pub. Uh, here's the one thing I will just say: you got to have enough cheese. Like you can't get through the cheese, and then there's still forty percent of your pretzel left. I'm just throwing that out there. Uh, soft pretzels are the best bar food. Yeah. That's cap. The best bar. Yeah, food. That's, cap. Black, that's cap. Scared the hell out of me. I was not expecting that, so it kind of threw me off a little bit. Let me tell you why it's cap, Kirk. Just get some wings. Just get some wings. Can I just be sitting at the sit at the bar there and grab grab a couple wings, watching a game. Yeah. You know what I mean. It, like if you're sitting, it's some at buffalo the, wings sitting there at the bar top. Like, like if I'm sitting at a bar top, it's well, I'm hard not for like me at, to really get I'm into not like the a wings. club in Vegas where I'm ordering wings while everybody's grabbing a drink. I, I hope that I think that's probably, not the scene that I'm. Creating I think it's here. just because I like to eat wings sitting down at the table at a you know maybe at the in the bar area. But if I'm at the bar top mm-hmm. and I'm watching a game, I'm having a beer. Go and grab me some. How about some sliders? I think you could do some sliders, you know, or you can get those like the, the mix, you know, the mixed nuts that you could just sit there and snack on if yeah. I'm not truly eating, eating. But all right, go ahead. I don't know why I'm trying to sell you on the <laughs> leaving the soft pretzel. Okay, Emily, go ahead. All right. The Last Dance is the greatest sports documentary ever. Alan, is this fact or cap? Uh, definitely cap for me. Um, um, it, okay. it's, a, it's a fantastic documentary, no question about it. Uh, I'm just thinking of all those 30 for 30s that I've watched and some of those, they don't have to be, you know, 10 episodes long or something along those lines. But I've seen some of the Lakers and the Celtics rivalry ones. I've seen the ones that are just so unique that tells a story. You ever see the one, it was on Vlade and um, why am I forgetting? uh, Oh, uh, uh, what's Petrovic? Petrovic. Petrovic. No, Petrovic. Yeah. There are ones that have such more other than just the basketball part or just the football part or something along those lines. Um, so I, I'm going to say as great as the last uh, dance was, I've mo- no question about it. I've seen other documentaries I walk away from, I guess, with a different feeling. Well, Alan, uh, you know, you, LeBron's not going to get mad at you. So it's, it's OK to say that this is a fact. The last dance was the greatest documentary that I think that we've ever seen. Think about it. A documentary is something that you watch and you take away something from it. This one kept leaving us hanging to the next episode. Like, think about that. Like, oh, my God, did you watch it? Like, people had recap shows to The Last Dance, right? Like, the recap to what you just watched you know that as happened. a documentary. You know why that happened? Because it wasn't nothing known. But start I still don't. COVID. It was a start of COVID. <laughs> but still. And that's why I think it was the greatest documentary of all time. Because when you say The Last Dance, mm-hmm. you'll always remember what was going on in our country, where you were when you watched it and the feelings that it brought to you. For me, I always remember, yes, it was during COVID, but it also brought back like my youth in watching Michael Jordan in the flu game and hitting that shot over Byron, Byron Russell. Like it just brought back a lot for me, which makes it the number the best documentary I've watched in my lifetime. Fact. All right. What else we got? All right. So the Dodgers and the Astros are the front runners for the world series right now. So, Kirk, should we take them in the, uh, to win the World Series, or should we take the field? I'm going to go with, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Cap. Yeah, I'm fact, capping on fact. this one. No, no, Cap. I'm going Cap. Yeah, we. Uh, I'm taking the field. I, the Dodgers are front runners, uh, or I mean, yeah, the front runners and the Astros. No, I'm going to take the field. And I'm not trying to be a Dodger hater at all. This is just, I just feel like the way that this season is kind of shaping up, it just seems just so difficult to repeat as champions. Same thing with the Astros, and they, they won a couple years prior to that. It is too difficult of a task to repeat. That's why I'm going to go with the field on this one. I'm going to go fact on this one. And I, I said this, and I know we're going to talk more Dodgers baseball coming up in about five minutes or so. You don't like the predicament that the Dodgers are in. Even though they're playing good baseball, they're losing a lot of uh, games by one run. Um, they're five games back of the San Francisco Giants. But here's the reality. I still think they're the most talented. I still think when Mookie comes back, they're going to be, and Kershaw comes back, and Justin Turner comes back, the most dangerous. you got to just get through that one wild card game. If you get through that one wild card game, watch out, I guess is the best way to put it from there. The Astros, I think that one's a little interesting here, and I, I'll tell you why, Kirk. You know, we talk about how motivated other teams are. Houston's trying to prove that even though they got caught cheating and even though that World Series wasn't legitimate, that they're good enough to actually be a World Series champion. So they obviously, not only do they have a ton of talent, they have something that they're playing for that is very unique because 
you're a squad that got, got that got caught cheating and there was no repercussions for it. So I'll go fact on that one. Fact. All right, that's that it? it. That's it. That's the final one. Oh, okay. man. All right. I, I saw one. We can use that one later, but I, I did like one that you had, Emily, by the way. Save Only. it in. Yeah. Save it in. Wait, okay, give me an idea. What was it real quick? Which one it, was it? It was about the movie theaters. You know, she said, will the movie theaters no longer be a thing in 10 years? And I said, I don't know, because next week my kids are forcing me to go watch Paw Patrol, the movie, in the uh-huh. theater. And so if kids are still going to watch movies I think it's the kid experiences has to be at the theater. Well, always. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go cap on that one too because <laughs> even something like think about drive-throughs back in the days, right? You would oh, yeah. think, oh, these things are old. no, no. There's a there's a nostalgia to it, right? There's a yes. even if technology and whatever, and you could do everything from your own home. There's something about doing certain things that takes you back to a certain time. So I think movie theaters are here to stay. Okay, this is the question about the Dodgers. I put out a poll yesterday, and it was asking the question. Do the Dodgers, can the Dodgers come back and win the division? 70% of Dodger fans said no, they can't. Let's talk about that when we come back. Uh, Stay right here. This is the Travis and Sliwa Show on 710 ESPN. All right, Travis Rogers back this Monday. The Travis and Sliwa Show is brought to you by Goodyear, helping you discover the road ahead. Goodyear, more driven. Uh, Quick shout-out here. Congratulations to Felix Campos on winning the MLS All-Star Grand Prize Package. He won four tickets to the All-Star Game, four tickets to the Skills Challenge, four tickets to the All-Star Concert, and four MLS All-Star jerseys. Tickets on sale right now, mlssoccer.com slash all-star. Uh, Kirk, did you uh, did you get a chance to see any part of that Field of Dreams game yesterday? I did, I did, and it was uh, I I didn't know what to expect. Yeah, Field of Dreams. It's just like, oh, okay, let me see. What, and then when I watched it, and then like the camera angles and like the overhead angles, I thought that the broadcast did a good job. Bro, they did really, it right. Yeah, I mean, of just showing like really what it it was like, like. <laughs> It was like basically almost like a pickup baseball game. Like it mm-hmm. gave you like this feeling of, hey, let's go meet up in the cornfields yep. and let's go play a Literally. baseball game. Uh-huh. And everybody, you know, like small town, hey, everybody meet up at dusk, right? Uh-huh. Let's go watch the baseball game at like, dusk. Like Aaron Judge field. was trying to put it together. Hey, what you guys busy uh, coming up at uh, six o'clock tonight? Yeah. Um, you know, you know what's what's amazing too, and it's one thing to have that setting it's yes. one thing to have that creativity it's one thing for major league baseball who i think it's pretty pretty safe to say anytime we talk major league baseball and we mention the commissioner and we mention the players union there's not a lot of positive things that you say about baseball unfortunately that's the reality of the case at least in my experience over the last couple of years give them credit for what they did because that was a memorable night last night between Two iconic teams. Put the teams to the side for a second. Put the game to the side for a second. That atmosphere, if you're the NFL and you're the NBA, you should be writing down some notes. What can we do for our fan base? What can we do for our sport? What can we do for our league to mimic how creative an idea that that game was? And, oh, by the way, the game was one of the best games of the year. You know, you had big-time players in late-game situations hitting home runs. You had a walk-off two-run homer by the White Sox to end the game. That's a pretty damn cool twenty or you know three, four hours that baseball put on a, a show yesterday for fans. I mean, and honestly, just remember, this was just a regular season game, though. Like, it wasn't like a, um, a, a meaningless game. This was a game in the middle of the season, Yep. and I thought it brought the energy that it needed. Let me let's be real. We're in the dog days of summer. It That's is good hard point. to play. Game. It's not the Pro Bowl. Yeah. It's not. Yep. No, it, it's hard to get up for certain games, right? Especially baseball players. You're in the middle of a week. It's like, oh, but it did seem like it had. It was more to it. It mm-hmm. was more energy. You could just feel everything. And then you mentioned the weight of the game played out. I think that's what makes things work. Like we can get upset at the NBA for the play-in tournament. We can get mad at MLB for the wild card now. Still we can get mad at the baseball, NFL for opinion, yeah, or getting NFL mad that they expanded the playoffs by one team, and now you have three wild card games per per conference. And yet, after it's over, the way that the games played out, you're saying, "I I I, I like this. Mm-hmm. This felt good." Like, I, I felt like I got my money's worth. You grabbed my attention. I was entertained. And that's what I walked away last night saying. I was entertained. 
more so because of the game, like all that other stuff took care of itself, right? The, the scenery, the backdrops, the, the camera Home angles, runs all that. Into oh, the cornfields, right. Mm-hmm. But the game, like, are we going to remember, like, if there's two, if there's one thing that you're going to take away from last night, was it the field, was it the setting, or was it the game? Like, well, it was and, a and walk-off home run to win the game is like that that was the icing on the top that was the cherry on that's the top that's the key and that's, that's key. what that's what mm-hmm. makes you know these playoffs these memorable moments like the wild card in baseball like if it was just a blowout we would be like oh man get rid of it but because we had such close games with that play in tournament for the NBA such we had the wild card round where the the Tampa Bay Buccaneers won three straight games in the playoffs and went on to win the Super Bowl and now you have just a game in the middle of the regular season that brought so much juice and energy and ended the way that it did. I got to tip my hat to Major League Baseball on a Thursday in the middle of For August. Captivating <laughs> it was the fun. sports world. Yep. It was it, fun. And Kirk, you said something about the game. They didn't it didn't need to be a good game. You didn't need to have homers at the end from right. Giancarlo Stanton and uh, and Aaron Judge. You didn't need to have any of that. You didn't need to have a, a walk-off homer. You had already won, and then the game was just unbelievable. Yeah. So that that's kind of puts a, another piece on it. Um, quickly here on the Dodgers. They got a three-game set coming up here against the New York Mets. Yeah, I'm not sitting here trying to make a case that the Mets are the greatest team in the history of baseball. There's no question about it that that's not the case. They're four games over 500, But they're fighting – in the NL East to stay at Pat with the uh, with Philadelphia and, and hold off Atlanta, which is right behind them. So obviously these are meaningful games for a team like the Mets. Correct. San Francisco, on the other hand, they got the Rockies. San Francisco already has the five-game lead in the NL West. And they got the worst team in Major League Baseball on the road coming to San Francisco. They were actually there already yesterday. They lost their first game. So I, I bring that up, Kirk. The Dodgers are not playing bad baseball. They're not. They just took two or three from the Phillies, who is a really good team. The problem is for every win that they're for every two wins that they're getting, there's times where the Giants are getting three. Right. Uh, Dodgers have won seven of their last ten. Giants have won eight of their last ten. So here we are, 47 games left to go in the season. You're 13 and 21 in one-run games, and you're one and 12 in extra innings. If the Dodgers don't catch the Giants, you can look at just as simple as this. Close games, guys did not come through. They lost 2-1 yesterday against the Phillies. Yeah, but remember again, you can't look forward. You can't look at the Giants. You got to look at yourself. And that's what the Dodgers have to continue to do. Look at themselves. The only reason why I'm saying that is because we're not whole yet. We're not at full speed. We're not a full team. I remember the Lakers were like that last year, remember? I will tell you that. The clock's ticking. Yeah, but you remember the Lakers weren't healthy last year going into that playoff. and. They eventually kind of got healthy. Sort of, right? Tried sort of, piecing right, it all right. together. Mm-hmm. And and look, it's like, oh, well, we're going to have to be in the play. And we're like, we don't care. Because we know when sure. our team is full, there's nobody that can beat us. Mm-hmm. And when the Dodgers are healthy, I don't care how many games the Giants are up. Nobody's going to want to play the Dodgers. Now, we can go off the scenarios of why you could be nervous. Yeah, I get that. But there's not a team, I think, in baseball that when the Dodgers become healthy, whether it's the end of August, be middle of September, whenever, when they are fully healthy, there's not a team in baseball that can beat the Dodgers. And I think that's what you have to keep the mindset on and the focus. Because if you put all your focus in trying to catch the Giants, it's going to be a bad They'll deal. You'll stumble along the way. Oh, yep. man, because you're focusing on what's in front of you. You're, you're, you're worrying about something that you can't control. The one thing you can't control is how you play game to game. Kirk, you, you know can't worry be... about controlling the Giants. The Giants can go on a 10-game winning streak, and it's, it has nothing to do with the Giants. I mean, it has nothing to do with the Dodgers. It's nothing that you did wrong. It's what they're doing great. So how about focusing on yourself? You know who can beat the Dodgers? a wild card one game playoff and that might be what they're in right i, I, I agree i agree I mean, with you, you put you put max scherzer on sure. the mound 100% and, and Clayton, actually bueller's like going bueller would get would would get the first uh, go at it and then right. you got you know scherzer and Kush. but i i say that because you're right you're still going to pick the dodgers but yeah. if the dodgers are the favorite to you know in the big picture to go get it all one game anything can happen and i only mention that because giants obviously obviously have a five game lead the three-game set against the Mets, Urias, Bueller, Scherzer lined up, obviously, their top pitchers right now over this three-game set. The dump is coming up next. Travis and uh, Sliwa on 710 ESPN.
All right, ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who save with Progressive save over $700 on average. All right, Kirk, here's the first one. Uh, today is uh, Friday the 13th. I kind of forgot that it was Friday the 13th. <laughs> I know. You guys have some weird super. Kirk, we'll start with you. You got some weird superstitions that you uh, – are you uh, on a baseball field jumping over the chalk? You, you no, man. nothing to do with that. Uh, NFL, uh, my superstition was if you win, you continue to do what you did the week before. So mm-hmm. – um, I was a guy that if we won, I would wear the same pair of cleats. I would go through the same routine that I did the week before. I didn't want to change up my routine. So mm-hmm. if you didn't I change, ate, you didn't shower. Same pair of underwear. Yep. No, same no I mean, kept every, on, no. I, I changed. Hey, you're trying to get a W. You're trying to get a W. Okay? I'm talking about it. like the actual, like, um, like if I ate oatmeal on a Wednesday, I was eating oatmeal <laughs> again on Wednesday, right? Thursday. Awesome. I mean, whatever the meal that I had, like I would remember all that. And for me, just like certain superstitions, like I would always lay my clothes out the day of the game and I would envision myself what it looked like. So I had like little crazy superstitions like that. You know what I mean? Emily, any superstitions? Um, I have a lot with like sports too related. I'm kind of okay. more like I wear the same socks to watch every UVA basketball game. Okay. And uh, it took us to national championship. So I got that there. But uh, mm-hmm. that's that's my only superstition. Okay, so Funches, I don't know where you stand on this stuff. I'm not one. I don't pay too much attention. I'm to not really a superstitious guy, no. But not like this happens where you'll where you'll see a black cat crossing. You know, nah, the man, I don't do I'm anything. Like, I, I, I walk, know, I walk I under the it, ladder. I don't care. I want, <laughs> that's, sleep, that's sleep. Awesome, yeah. I had a black cat cross uh-huh. my path, right? Uh-huh. And I was like, I don't believe in that stuff. All right. So I literally don't, don't parked freak my me car. Out. I'm already getting nervous. Parked right now. my car. Okay. Thirty minutes later, I come back. My car was towed. Come on now. I swear. And ever since then, I don't fool with cats like that. If I see a cat, I will make or I will. I'm getting out of that cat's way. Yeah. I literally yeah. 30 minutes later, my car yep. was, and this happened in college. So giving your car towed and having to pay 180 bucks in college, <laughs> bro, I was done for like a That's month. A money. I couldn't do That's nothing. Everybody like, where Kirk at? Oh man, he ain't oh, eating if you top were part of the, If you were part <laughs> of the, if you were slow, if you were part of college football right now, you'd be scratching that check. Yeah, like, that'd no be a little different now. A little different now. But back then, oh, them pockets was hurting. Oh man, punches go around the ladder, bro. Don't go <laughs> under the ladder. All right, uh, here's another one we got here. Usain Bolt told Dan Patrick on the Dan Patrick Show that he wants to face Tyreek Hill in a 70 yard race. I, I want to read off one quote here. He said, "I've said it to him. I've texted him." If you keep talking, I just might show up. Can I tell you this, Kirk? You know how we have all these entertainment things. It's Logan Paul. It's Mayweather, all right. that stuff. This I will pay for, my friend. This one is one that I want to watch. I think that would be an exciting race. What do you think? Well, two things. You know, they actually had like a 40-yard dash race, and they actually had like a, a championship, and then the guys who end up running never got paid. It was supposed to be, it was supposed to be a, like a 44 million. And so 40 yard race for a million dollars. Okay. And I forget a former player won and they didn't get paid out because of something happened anyway. Really? But we did see, remember this summer, we did see who DK Metcalf run at the pin relays. So that was pretty cool to see him, a NFL player run in the hundred and just see how, not only fast he is as a big man, I think he came in like ninth, I believe, but just to see how fast he was and to think that Tyreek Hill could be just as fast, but they're not beating Usain Bolt. It's, it's a different say, speed. Can I, it's can, a I different ask, speed. can I ask the question, yes. why would Usain Bolt do it? Like, what's the incentive to do it? It's unless, the same reason that Floyd Mayweather is fighting say, Logan Paul. So, like, <laughs> but who's fronting the money? Who's saying, hey, we're going to pay you X amount of dollars to do this race? Uh, what is it probably happened. It'll get yeah. televised or it'll be something along those lines. Yep. Yeah, the zone will pay for anything, right? I mean, you didn't see that. I'll okay. be real. <laughs> Here's another one we got here. Yeah. There will be an American sports story, Aaron Hernandez, Will you watch it? And, Emily, I think you said – how did you describe it? This one's going to be what? Because I, I have seen the Netflix special they did on Aaron Hernandez. What, what is this, Emily? So it's a biopic. It's a fictionalized version of his story. So it's similar to what the OJ versus uh, the United States or the people uh, yep. was, that FX yep. one, and similar to the Versace one that uh, FX did as well. Um, I will watch this one. Yeah, I'm watching it. Yeah, I'll Definitely watch this one. Um, and kind of a late addition tier to Emily and Allen. I did see yesterday in uh, Colin Kaepernick, his 
biopic series kind of documentary will be released in October on Netflix, which will kind of chronicle his life story, sure. not just sure. you know, what's happened recently mm-hmm. with his career and his social justice uh, fighting, things like that. It kind of grows the backstory of Colin Kaepernick growing up in Wisconsin and being a Packers fan and all that stuff. And, uh, you know, being adopted and biracial family, all of that. So Mm. I can't wait to watch that one as well. So a couple of good documentaries because a lot of times we see the result, but a lot of times you understand more with the backstory. Wait, did you say Kirk? I think you mentioned this briefly yesterday because I saw it the day before Mm -hmm. untold the mouse in the palace. Oh my God. Unbelievable. How good is that? How good was it? How good was uh, I mean, it? And I mean, and I was telling, I was trying to explain it. Clinton was doing the show. Emily and Funches hadn't watched yet, but I think Emily's seen it since. Yeah. I was trying to describe, like, I don't know what you guys got planned the rest of the day. Make some time. It's an hour and 15 minutes. And it's a, Kirk, oh, my God. <laughs> th- those, those are the things, too, that, you know, you thought you kind of know the story. I didn't yeah. know the story. I didn't know the backstory. I didn't see it from the player's perspective. So that's what some of these, obviously, these documentaries did. But I'm glad you got a chance to watch it. What, what, was, your, what was your overall thoughts on it? My overall thoughts on how good that that Pacers team could have been. They could have Mm. been the team that could have won the championship, but it was also watching how good that Detroit Pistons team that upset the Lakers that year as well. So it's a lot of like going back in the day of like, wow, you forgot just how good the NBA was back then as well. Okay, final one, and this was – John in Huntington Beach, I think, uh, or in Fullerton, hit me with a tweet saying, hey, you're going to bring up Otani in the dump? Yep, bringing him up right now. Otani <laughs> struck out Vlad Guerrero Jr. at the uh, in the top of the fourth. Otani also got the win, or Angels got the win. Um, Kirk, unfortunately, we are going to have a final six weeks where Otani will not be brought up as much as we'd like him to be brought up. Uh, maybe the Angels change that down the road. Maybe they don't. But I wish I got some more Otani uh, in uh, on, on a more competitive front, which I don't think we're going to see. It's, 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 we should just call it the uh, Otani segment because that's yeah, we where should. he's – Yeah, that, that's, yeah. that's yeah. unfortunately, that's what it's we should Otani do. Otani and the dump. <laughs> my man, thank you for filling in these last two days yeah. for Travis Rogers. I know you got the broadcast tomorrow with Travis – uh, down at uh, SoFi. So thank you for doing it. Have a great weekend. You thank too. you to Emily. Thank you to Funches. Appreciate everybody that was a part of the show. If you miss any part of the show, ESPN app or on iTunes, just search Travis and Sliwa. Uh, we'll get back with you guys on Monday morning with Travis Rogers at 855.